You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. We're talking about Washington State Governor Jay Inslee, and we're grading him on two types of health. One, the health of the residents of the state of Washington. He gets an A on that. Washington State's doing pretty well as far as the whole pandemic thing goes. But as far as the financial health of the pandemic economy, he doesn't get a grade because he didn't show up. He was, he's been absent, absent as far as business owners go. Business owners kind of feel like our governor doesn't support us. What is going on? What is happening? Some of the businesses get shut down. Others don't. Doesn't seem to be any real rhyme or reason. We're being told it's based on the data and the science. Doesn't seem to be the case. That's what some would argue anyway. I would probably argue that as well. I have argued that right here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. If you're new here, I'm Sean Reynolds. I own Reynolds and Klein Appraisal and Summer Properties Northwest, two real estate companies here in the suburbs of Seattle and Bellevue, Washington. I'm also your host, the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Let's jump into it. Today I found um, a good article that I think covers a wide range of topics of what's going on in the state of Washington. It's also happening in other states as well. So along similar lines, because everybody's facing the same things. You got to shut businesses down to try and slow the spread, you know, bring that curve down, all that stuff that you've heard a million times that you're sick of hearing about. But as we keep moving through this, and as we head into the holiday season here, there's a lot of businesses that if they don't get some economic support, like right now, if you're going to close businesses down, guess what, you got to address it somehow. Otherwise, you're going to have people go bankrupt willy nilly left and right. So here's the article. It's Governor Jay Inslee gets an A in health. But so far, he's marked absent on the pandemic economy. It's by Danny Westneat and Seattle Times columnist. This autumn's coronavirus surge was as foreseeable as fall's fading light. That's a good intro sentence. I like that intro. Fall's fading light. Here in Seattle, it goes from fading light to boom, dark at about five o'clock. It just happens overnight. It's all of a sudden you have that time change. You're like, what? Why does it feel like it's nine o'clock at night? And it's barely even late afternoon because it's getting dark. We're looking at a deadly December. The head of the University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, Christopher Murray, predicted on September 3rd, two and a half months ago. I don't think perhaps that's a surprise. So it was maddening when Governor Jay Inslee announced that we're understandably closing down indoor use of restaurants, bars, and gyms again, that the state seemed caught flat-footed on how it might get some relief aid to all those now cratering businesses, businesses that are out of business. And I've talked about restaurants. I think you should have 25% capacity, indoor seating, the whole outdoor thing, state of Washington. I mean, is there really data and science that supports, okay, if you go inside of a tent in out on the street in Seattle and eat your meal there, you know, you got wind blowing through because you're outside and it's raining. All right, maybe you got some leaks coming through. Is that that much safer than doing 25% capacity in a restaurant inside where it's warm and people actually want to go? I don't know. I'd like to see the data and the science on that because I feel like we're just saying, okay, let's take your restaurant environment and basically recreate the same thing. But since we're going to make it outside the physical structure of the building, this makes sense. If somebody were to tell me that, I'd probably be like, all right, that doesn't make any, I mean, that doesn't really make any sense, but let's run with it because that's kind of what we're doing already. We're just running with the concept. Okay, you can't have indoor seating because you might get the Rona there. 
But if you're outdoors where you got a little bit better ventilation, we're good with you eating. Just eat, eat your hearts away. Just be no mask, just close to people, eat away. You're all good. That is exactly what we're doing here in Seattle. So restaurants that can do outdoor seating, you know, they're going to be able to bring in a little bit of income. Other restaurants that maybe have a shared parking lot, yeah, not so good. Or no parking lot or no sidewalk, they're not going to be able to do anything about it other than close the restaurant down, other than a tiny little bit of income coming from takeout. Um, but a lot of times those do not make money, especially if you are a bar. I'm going to try and have my buddy Dan Flitch on. He owns two bars and restaurants here, bars and grills here in the Seattle area. And uh, ask him how this is going. I know the answer. It's not good. But maybe he'd be willing to um, share with us his kind of thoughts on this. But um, yeah, just crazy. And then the whole gym thing, 0.0023% of cases that we know about in coronavirus are attributed to commercial gyms. 0.0023, or if you want to go with a different sad data source, 0.0024. So basically, there are no coronavirus, coronavirus cases coming out of gyms, but we're going to shut them down anyway, because in our heads, we think that sweaty, heavy breathing people working out, they are the cause of the coronavirus, and we've got to eliminate that. We, we got to cut that down. Can't have that. That's what we're doing. And so if somebody were to tell me, yeah, you know what? Data and the science, they don't really show that gyms are a super spreader of the coronavirus, but we're going to close them down anyway, because we think that's the right thing to do. Somehow I could buy that more other than when I look at the actual data and go, wait a minute, that's closed down. Why is that? That makes zero sense to me. A lot of this stuff makes zero sense. And the state seemed caught flat-footed on how it might get some relief aid to all those now cratering businesses. You can't close businesses down. You can't mandate businesses close down and not provide some way of people getting some money to feed their families, right? Because that's what these businesses are. It's people's income. And now all of a sudden, you have unilaterally cut off people's income. And you just kind of left them, like it says, flat-footed. All of us would like to have had the financial aspects of this totally resolved when we announced this today, Inslee conceded, when he ordered restaurants closed for a four-week period starting Wednesday. All right, financial aspects, but he didn't really cover any of them. Yeah, we've got some possible money coming, but it's not a lot. We're going to read about that in a sec. So the question is, okay, but why didn't they get the financial aspects of this totally resolved before they announced it? Why didn't they come up with something? Now, probably because they don't have the resources, the the income structure for states right now is suffering. It's not good. They've gone through their reserves, their budgets are looking tough, don't have the income. Quarter one was a bloodbath for most states because uh, actually no, quarter two would have been the bloodbath. So January, February, March, we only had the coronavirus kind of really second half of March. And then it was full blown in quarter two. So state budgets have taken a whack. But other states are kind of working it out. They're figuring it out. As Thomas Gilbert, a UW professor told this, uh, this newspaper Monday told the Seattle Times Monday, it's the same as last spring, if you're going to shut down businesses, you need to take over their payroll, and their fixed expenses. Otherwise, these businesses will go bankrupt. That is the bottom line, right? If you do a, a statewide mandate, and you're going to get in trouble if you're a business owner, if you don't follow this mandate, you could lose your license. If you're going to mandate the business to shut down, cover their payroll 
and cover their fixed expenses like utilities, like rent, like supplies, like payroll. Those are big, big, big numbers. Those things keep going on, whether there's a pandemic or not. They're fixed expenses. You got expenses, and some of those are variable expenses, obviously. They're expenses anyway, which way you look at it. There's one huge difference with last spring. This time, we knew it was coming. So we knew the second shutdown was probably going to be here. We've had a spike in cases here in Washington, no doubt about it. But does it, de does it demand that we shut down restaurants and gyms? A lot of people would say, limit it. Limit it, limit the capacity, but let them keep doing their thing. We had, because there's, there's no real evidence, I don't think that any of these are much greater super spreaders than others, like manufacturing. Did a podcast about that yesterday. We're not shutting manufacturing down, are we? The other really interesting thing that we're not shutting down in this deal here in Washington, we're not shutting down retail, keeping the retail stores open. Is that because we need the taxes during the holiday shopping season? I think that's based on the data and the science. I think that's what's going on. Let's, let, let's just let retail do its thing. Plus, probably just not that many cases coming out of retail, right? People are so wigged out going to the mall, going to stores. They put their mask on. They read all the signs in the store before they go on. I, I know I do that. When I was in Maui here uh, just this last week, every store I'd go to, I'm like, oh, okay, this is new. Haven't been here before during the pandemic. Let's see what they've got as far as their safety protocol. And, you know, for the most part, it's about the same. Some stores had a little bit different. Maybe, maybe you get some, you know, stuff for your hands that you get to rub together and pretend that the coronavirus has just died. I don't know. That's what people are doing. So first pandemic, didn't really know what the deal was, didn't really know the shutdown was coming, kind of heard about it. This one, based on the case numbers, okay, we're going to have to have some kind of correction here. And guess what? Based on our first one back last spring, we're going to have another shutdown. That's where we're at. Inslee deserves an A grade for his so if Inslee, Governor Inslee were to get a report card, he'd get an A for his handling of the public health side of this contagion of this ec epidemic. We were the first known epicenter in America, but as he has noted, we have managed the disease spread much better than all but five of the smaller states. Only Oregon, Hawaii, New Hampshire, Maine, and Vermont have lower case rates. On the economic relief side, though, it's been mostly caution and hand-waving, plus the embarrassment of the Nigerian scam ring, bilking the state unemployment system out of hundreds of millions of dollars. I should really do a podcast on that, but it's just so embarrassing that a state has that kind of Nigerian scam ring scammed us out of a couple hundred million, I think it was $300 million of unemployment money. How does that happen? How does there, how is there no checks and balances for that? I don't know. But that's what we got going here in Washington. My members are saying, I'm out of cash here, says Anthony Anton, head of the State Restaurant Association. Last time we had other things to help us survive. Now it's, how can I get through another week, maybe another month? It's down to survival instinct. Here's what business owners are doing. They are borrowing money privately to get through. They have taken all of their money that they had saved for contingency funds because nobody really has pandemic 
written into their contingency funds. You know that you need you need you need a few months to kind of get by to be able to ride out the tough times as a business owner, and most businesses have that if if they've got the resources to do it and if they've done the planning. And that's the major difference between a successful business that goes long term and one that goes out of business at the very first, you know, downturn in an economy, or they make one bad business decision, or they have the pandemic hit them. Any of those are things that will cause a business to go sideways and go out of business. But we've had two pan, not, not two pandemics, but now we've got two shutdowns due to the pandemic. And this second one, the first one, businesses used up their savings. If they had it, they used up their lines of credit, whatever available funds they had. They've been back in business, but demand is not what it was for a lot of restaurants, bars, a lot of gyms. New memberships at gyms, not not good. Not a great thing for most of the gyms that I have I have talked to, ownership, and what I've read and kind of researched online. Because a lot of people aren't going to the gym. The only people going to the gym are diehards. And they were going before. They're already in, in decent health. They're not concerned. It's the people that are marginal health that probably really need to be going and getting that gym membership. And guess what? They are hunkered down at home. They are hiding their identities. They are wearing their masks. They're, they're not going out the front door. Because there's, the media has everybody so afraid that uh, you might get the Rona and die. Which, if, if you have compromised health, which a lot of people probably do that should be going to the gym or getting exercise somehow, those are not the people going, right? So the governor sought to explain this predicament in a news conference Tuesday, a couple of days ago. First, he said he hopes to roll out a $50 million grant and loan program for small businesses as soon as this week. All right, let's see it. That's something... That's something that businesses can look to, but with more than 15,500 food and drink establishments in the state, it's only three grand per place. That'll help a little bit for about a week. Agreed. Yep. It'll help a little bit. It won't cover any major bills. It won't cover payroll for most companies decent-sized companies, even a you know medium-sized company, it's not going to cover payroll, certainly not going to cover rent, it's not going to cover your cost of goods, not going to cover anything. So 50 million grant and loan program, don't make it a loan program, give them the money. If you're going to shut them down, give them some money to get through this process. That's what you need to do. The whole thing has just been crazy. So commercial real estate shut down. I was just signing a new lease yesterday for some additional space we're going to take in the complex we're here we're in here right now. Not a big space, another small space, but that's kind of all we need. We don't need a ton of big space because we don't have a ton of people running around. Everybody works remotely. So in discussing kind of with what's going on with our leasing agent who leases a bunch of space, um, there's there's activity. There are businesses renting places. There are businesses doing stuff. But it's all smaller space. It is not bigger space. 4,000 square foot space sits vacant, no showings, no nothing. Small space. Yeah, you've got activity. You've got businesses wanting to do stuff because people want the small space. They don't want the big space. So rent, huge expense, and it keeps going. It's what you got going on. The governor sought to explain this predicament in a news conference Tuesday. First, he said he hopes to roll out a $50 million grant and loan program for small business as soon as this week. So that's the first thing Inslee did is he's going to maybe do a $50 million grant and loan. 
Second thing he's going to do. Number two, Inslee insisted his hands are tied waiting for another financial bailout from Congress. Good luck waiting for that one. We've been following that one, right? I mean, you got the, you got the House that wants to spend like $3 trillion on, our, on this bailout. They want just a Christmas wish list of every which thing, every which program. Senate Republicans on this side, they want to spend about $500 billion, a fraction of the cost. President Trump was somewhere in the middle. I think he was like a billion, a billion and a half. So you got these three kind of different um, voices saying what they want, and nobody could agree. And then we, what we did is we didn't focus on the bailout anymore. We focused on getting the um, Supreme Court squared away, <laughs> depending on which side you're on. And now it's like, all right, we got to get through the election results. Do we have a Do we have a president? Do we know who our new president is? Media is announcing it, but that the results haven't been certified. We're kind of getting through that. But in the meantime, we've got states shutting down businesses, and those businesses need some cash. Otherwise, you're going to have a mass amount of businesses going bankrupt, and those owners of those businesses personally going bankrupt, because that's what happens. That's these people's livings. The difficulty is the persistent lack of action by federal government, Inslee said. Well, no, you could come up with your own programs if you wanted to, but that's not what you're doing. You're passing the buck to federal government. It's true. The Fed seemed to be in sort of a post-election torpor, but that didn't discover discourage the Democratic governor of Colorado from announcing his own $1.3 billion COVID-19 relief recovery plan this week with direct payments to residents as well as businesses. That's in a much smaller state than ours. There's no reason our state couldn't provide aid to shuttered businesses now when they desperately need it and then recoup the money later, either with a federal bailout, bailout if it comes or with our own revenue plan, another word for which is taxes. Here we go. Got to raise them taxes. Got to create the funds. There was one group that stepped up to do exactly that. I, I When I got to this point in the article, got to admit, I was kind of like, ah, yeah, but you see where we're going with that? It's not great. So there's one group that stepped up to do exactly that. Everybody loves to dunk on the Seattle City Council, including me, including me as well. I mean, they're just such an easy target. You got some crazy, crazy ideas coming out of the Seattle City Council. But when everyone was fiddling around waiting for somebody else to do some COVID-19 relief, Seattle acted. What did they do? Remember last summer, the council grappled in advance with all this, how the virus isn't done with us yet, and how small businesses and laid-off workers were likely to need a boost come the fall and winter? Yep, I remember that, and we've all been kind of wondering. We've all been thinking, all right, well, we're going to do another federal bailout, right? That's not happening. We don't, I don't even know if we have talks about it going on right now. I don't think we do. So they passed, so the Seattle City Council passed a payroll tax on high earners at big businesses such as Amazon set to start in 2021. And Amazon accordingly said, yep, we're moving our people out of Seattle to the suburbs, to elsewhere, to anywhere else that doesn't do a high payroll tax on big wage earners. As part of that plan, they authorized $86 million in emergency COVID-19 relief to be paid back later when the payroll tax kicks in. My big issue with that one is, is you can't tax one set of business, give it to the other. That's just, that's unequal. 
because you are basically taxing one company for their success and giving it to the other guy. I mean, maybe the other guy needs it, but that is government's role. That's government's role. Not to, and I, I re- always refer to this as the Robin Hood deal, which is steal from the rich and give to the poor. I don't think that should be happening because businesses will react accordingly. And then you have just monkeyed up the whole economics of the business environment, which is exactly what is going on in Seattle right now due to the geniusness of these kinds of plans. Granted, but I do give the Seattle City Council, at least they did something. They did do something. I don't agree with it. And it's like, oh, that's a really bad plan. So the deal with Seattle and the whole tax Amazon, that's been an ongoing thing. You go to CHOP slash Chaz during the summer this past summer. You'll see people with little tables out. Hashtag tax Amazon because they're, they're evil. We, we, we don't want them. We want to take some of their tax dollars and give it to these other cases and things because they've got money and we don't and those people don't. So we should, we should do the Robin Hood thing. So the $86 million was whittled down in a deal with the mayor. But the bottom line is right now, shuttered restaurants within Seattle city limits can apply for a $10,000 relief grant because of this plan. 10 grand, it's not really going to get you anywhere, right? It's not. It's not. It's going to help a little bit, but it's like government's way of, okay, here's, we're going to, we're going to kind of help you out. We're going to be able to state that, yeah, we're giving out millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. But there's 15,500 businesses. So cut up those millions and millions of dollars accordingly. What do you got? You got three grand, you got 10 grand, not enough to keep these businesses afloat. That's bottom line. That's what we're dealing with. So then there's this, since the jumpstart Seattle tax passed, Amazon revealed that the pandemic has produced by far the two richest quarters in company history with $11.57 billion in profits. Even if Amazon alone had to pay all $200 million of Seattle's new tax, which it doesn't, that would shave down two quarters of its profits to $11.37 billion, less than 2%. All right, I don't care about those numbers, and here's why. If a business is successful and it has a great business model, it gets to keep its money. It doesn't have to it doesn't have to share its results other than the tax taxes that other businesses are paying as well. It shouldn't have to profit share. This isn't one big company. This is an economy with lots of little small businesses, big businesses. I think you start monkeying with that and you go down a road that I don't think is uh, it's, it's not where you want to be. And Amazon knows it's not, not here to be. And I'm not a huge Amazon fan. I don't really care. I order stuff from them. But I'm not, I don't have Amazon tattooed on my arm. Yeah, cor- I love big corporate. Said nobody ever. Except for maybe CEOs who are like, I love big corporate salaries. They're awesome. And the benefits those guys get, yeah. But they take a lot of heat too. You look at what, have, what CEOs have to do. Huh, no thanks. Pass on that job. Of a big corporate company. Yeah, have to actually wear a suit and tie, that kind of stuff. Oh, no. Actual boardroom meetings, even if they're virtual, bored to tears. That's where I'd be on that one. The point of all this is that economic stimulus is the most unsung tool for beating this virus. If you want people and businesses to do the right thing on virus control, then make it so they aren't fighting for their economic lives. Make it so they're not fighting for their economic lives. That's the bottom line here, right? Because if you can do that, people will be like, okay, 
All right, we got to fight this virus. We've got the tools to do it. I know I'm going to be okay. But right now you got a lot of businesses that are shut down that are not okay. And those guys are going, screw the virus, I need to take care of myself and my employees and my landlord, I got to get him some rent. And the tax man tax man's coming got to pay some taxes. What am I going to do? I have zero income. That's, that's why Governor Inslee is getting an absent, not even an F for failure. He's an absent because he's just not really here. All right, well, maybe we've got a $50 million plan. And, and then let's, let's, let's just hope and wait for the federal funds to come. Let's wait for another CARES Act to come. Does this all sound kind of harsh? I mean, it, it sounds harsh when I hear myself say it, but I also think it's probably, I think it's true. And people just don't want to talk about it. They want to go, oh, businesses will get their money. Yeah, when? When? Don't know. Don't know. We're going to kind of put together a $50 million package and then wait for the feds to show up in their big horses. That's what we're doing. So then make it so they aren't fighting for their economic lives. Need to pay for it? We've got the means right here. And Seattle gave a blueprint with its big business payroll tax plan. All right, not on board with that one, but you get the idea. Create some kind of plan, even if it is a, a loan type deal, so that people can buy time to get to when we've got a vaccine, to when we've got all businesses open, the economy reopening, kind of doing its own thing. And basically just we're facing another flu season. Because if we have this happen multiple times, there's going to be a fraction of the businesses left that were in business prior to the pandemic. And that's already happening. We already know that XYZ number of businesses done, toast, bankrupt, gone. Those people have moved on. Maybe those people are on unemployment. Unemployment numbers still pretty high. Like to be able to say during a pandemic when we're shutting down businesses and shutting down certain parts of the economy that things are going great and that unemployment numbers are dropping rapidly. Well, they're not. They are dropping, but that's because we reopened the economy. Guess what? Now we're going to go backwards and the unemployment numbers, those are going up, going up. No choice but there. Inslee just got reelected to a third term in a landslide. That's a mandate and it's time to use it. So what we're saying here is people of Washington, they're supporting Governor Inslee. Some of us did not, did not. Some of us don't feel like he does great job. Not all of us, but a big percentage of Washington did vote for Inslee. And now we're saying here with this article, put it to good use. You're a popular governor. You won on a landslide. Now do something. That's what we're saying. Or here's another prediction. This winter, coming before our hope for vaccine spring, will be needlessly dark for a heck of a lot of our own, meaning our own people, our own business owners. And I keep talking about business owners, but there's employees in there, all kinds of people. It's the whole business food chain, right? That's what I talk about so often here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Because without businesses, without owners, you don't have people that buy homes. You don't have people that build homes. You don't have people that sell homes. It's all the big food chain. It's all, it's all intermingled. It's all interwebbed together. Just bang the microphone. Sorry about that. It's all. It's there isn't one single thread you can pull out and not have it affect the entire economy. It's it's all, it's all part and parcel of economics and of business structure. And right now, you have selectively taken out a bunch of businesses that, in my opinion, should still be going, but they are not. And those guys are going to have to deal with it. 
And as more news stories come on this, I'll share them with you right here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Love to have you subscribe if you want to. If you don't, that's all right. But either way, I'm going to see you on the next one. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.